Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True and welcome to today's show. Thank you all to all the listeners. Is everyone ready for a really exciting show about the Bermuda Triangle? Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about the psychic insight and how we apply it. Yes, Justina, we choose a subject, then research it, and based on that research, we determine what needs to be explained. Then Justine provides the psychic insight to explain what we don't understand. We then discuss the psychic insight and the facts as we know them, and then we suggest possible explanations. Uh, Justina, could you go through the disclaimers? So here are the disclaimers again. Number one, neither of us claims to have any expertise in any subjects that we discuss. We aren't claiming that we are experts in any way. We relate in good faith information we find in books and on the internet and through the psychic insight. So if the listeners are knowledgeable on a particular subject, we will be delighted to hear from them. Number two, the show only lasts an hour. 
we don't have time to present exhaustive research on any topic. There will be information that we miss, and we may have selected outdated reference material. The approach we have is to provide a basis for the psychic insight rather than trying to become academics. Next one is, we don't care if a theory turns out to be too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We are only interested in finding out more of the truth, even if it spoils a good story. The next one is, spirit can only relate to everyone insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. This means that sometimes a topic will not include a full explanation, only comments that are appropriate for our time. Much of the subject matter in the shows will have already been covered again and again in other shows. We want to look into subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. And finally, we're not so good with pronouncing names, and we apologize for any names, places, any words we butcher. So, Dad, do you want to start us off on today's topic? Yes, Justina. Today's topic is the Bermuda Triangle. It is a part of the North Atlantic noted for disappearances of ships and planes. Uh, a lighthouse also disappeared on the Bimini Islands in the Bahamas in 1969. A hurricane was thought to have occurred at the time. I think thought to have occurred was a little odd because I think you would know whether a hurricane had hit the area, especially as it's not far from the Florida coast. So um, just besides planes and ships, there was a lighthouse. But uh, what was the origin of the name Bermuda Triangle, Justina? The name Bermuda Triangle was first used by writer Vincent Haddis in 1964 in the magazine Argosy. Since that time, the Bermuda Triangle has been in books, magazines, movies, and television shows. There's a story that Christopher, Christopher Columbus in 1492 that he reported strange lights and strange compass readings in the vicinity. Charles Belitz, the Belitz family name is famous for language instruction courses, wrote a best-selling book called The Bermuda Triangle in 1974. In the book, he believed that Atlantis existed, with the Bermuda Triangle being connected to it. Have others connected the Bermuda Triangle with Atlantis, Dad? Yes, Justina. Famed psychic Edgar Casey, in his readings in the 1930s, passed on the connection between Atlantis and, the, and that part of the North Atlantic. For those not too familiar with Edgar Casey, it is well worth learning more by Googling Edgar Casey. That's C-A-Y-C-E. Anyway, Edgar Casey predicted that the lost city of Atlantis would be discovered and the Bermini Road will be found. So what's the Bermini Road? It must be close to where the Bermini Lighthouse disappeared. Can you tell us more about the Bermini Road, Justina? This is an underwater rock formation sometimes called the Bimini Wall, located off the North Bimini Island in the Bahamas. We should have mentioned that the Bahamas are a series of islands located 50 miles southeast of Miami. The rocks were found by a diver in 1968 under 18 feet of water. The rocks appeared to be man-made and were observed to be evenly spaced, stretching for half a mile. An investigation concluded that the rocks were limestone naturally created by erosion. Ten years later, radiocarbon dating indicated that the rocks are only about 3,500 years old. That won't seem old enough for Atlantis. But now back to the disappearance in the Bermuda Triangle. What does Wikipedia have to say about the whole subject of the Bermuda Triangle? 
Well, Wikipedia seems pretty dismissive about the subject of the Bermuda Triangle. There isn't much excitement in the article online. It seems to downplay the unexplained events. Here is a quote from the article. Uh, Popular culture has attributed various disappearances to the paranormal or activity by extraterrestrial beings. Documented evidence indicates that a significant percentage, percentage of the incidents were spurious, inaccurately reported or embellished by later authors. It doesn't say all were false stories, only a significant percentage. Then if one out of 100 stories are true or 1%, there must be something going on. So where exactly is the Bermuda Triangle? So let's continue about more information about the Bermuda Triangle and where exactly it's located after this break. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? 
wire crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to Too Good to be True. And before the break, we are discussing a little bit about the Bermuda Triangles and their actual locations. So to actually give a little bit of information of where the Bermuda Triangle is actually located, you have to imagine a triangle with points at Miami, at Puerto Rico towards the west, and at the most most northerly point, Bermuda, where you really need to look at a map to visualize the entire area. Wikipedia also states, and I quote, The vicinity of the Bermuda Triangle is one of the most heavily traveled shipping lanes in the world, with ships frequently crossing through its ports in the Americas, Europe, and the Caribbean islands. Cruise ships and pleasure craft regularly sail through the region, and commercial and private aircraft routinely fly over it. So it's a pretty busy area. What about the connection with Atlantis? Could you talk a little bit more about Atlantis, Dad? Yes, um, Atlantis apparently disappeared about 9,000 years before Greek philosopher Plato lived, according to his writings, which would make its disappearance about 11,000 years ago if if Plato's writings are accurate. I'm not sure if there's any other records besides those from Plato. Edgar Cayce in a reading said that Atlantis occupied the area between the Gulf of Mexico and the Mediterranean, Therefore, if the Bermuda Triangle were part of Atlantis, it would be at its western western edge. There are stories that Atlantis was destroyed by an advanced civilization misusing technology. So if that is true, is some of the Atlantis misused technology still lingering in the, in the vicinity off the east coast of Florida? Remember the crystal pyramids we talked about in another episode. Can you tell us more about them, Justina, even if some believe they are just a hoax? Yes, around 2012, Internet stories began to circulate that crystal pyramids were discovered in the Bermuda Triangle at a depth of 2,000 meters or about 6,500 feet. Oceanographer Dr. Mieter Verlag 
Usonar claimed that the pyramids were three times larger than the Great Pyramid of Giza. The details are rather vague, though. The location of the pyramid is unclear. Apparently, during a press conference, Dr. Meyer provided coordinates for the location, but nobody seems to know what these coordinates are. It seems that either the story is false, or if it's true, it has been hushed up. This is a subject where we really need more spiritual insight. You would think that if giant crystal pyramids were actually found, that there would be frenzy of activity to learn more. Don't why don't you tell us about some of these stories about disappearances, Dad? Yeah, there's lots of stories about the Bermuda Triangle disappearances, but I thought the most talked about story was the disappearance of Flight 19. It's a really good incident to summarize because uh, there was radio traffic to track events. So on December the 5th, 1945, five Avenger torpedo bombers disappeared over the Bermuda Triangle. They were on a routine training mission. They navigated by dead reckoning, which involves calculating their current location by knowing course, speed and time. Of course, they uh, had observation of landmarks from the air. So they had compasses, watches and maps. After Flight 19 disappeared, a search plane was sent to, to find them, or the plane that was sent to find them exploded off the Florida coast. There were no survivors from any of the total of six planes that were lost, with a total of 27 men missing. Can you continue the story, please, Justina? Yes. The flight leader was Lieutenant Charles C. Taylor, a World War II veteran and survivor of several combat missions. The flight plan involved flying east for some practice bombing runs, then north over the Great Bahama Island, and finally south back to Fort Lauderdale in Florida. Grand Bahama Island is only about 50 miles east of the Florida coast. The flight left at 2.10 p.m. The practice bombs were dropped at 2.30 p.m. The flight turned north. The flight leader, Lieutenant Taylor, became convinced that his compass was malfunctioning and that he was flying in the wrong direction. Then the weather got worse. Rain came in, wind came in, and a cloud cover blew in. Over the radio, Lieutenant Taylor was heard to say that his two compasses were out and he thought he was over the Florida Keys. This would have put him hundreds of miles off his course. Pilots lost in the Atlantic were trained to fly towards the setting sun, which would have pointed their planes west. One of the pilots was heard on the radio to say that they only had to fly west and they would get home. Military discipline meant following their leader when flying west would have got them over land. So one of the pilots at least thought of the best way home. Can you tell us more about this, Dad? Sure. The flight leader, Lieutenant Taylor, was convinced he was over the Gulf of Mexico and flew northeast. Eventually, he was persuaded to head west, uh, persuaded by others in his flight. Around 6 p.m., he, he appeared to cancel the order and again change direction. Lieutenant Taylor wanted to go east again, and apparently most of the planes turned in that direction. Flight 19's radio transmissions became fainter, and after the planes were ordered to close up for, ditch close up for a ditching and ditch together, there was only static. The last radio triangulation on their position was at 5.50 p.m. that put them over uh, a position over 500 miles east of the Florida coast, about as far north as Patrick Air Force Base or Cape Canaveral. When it became obvious that the flight was lost but still airborne, a search plane was sent to find them and guide them home. Uh, the first search plane, a Catalina flying boat, took off around 6 p.m. After dark, two other flying boats that were in the area were ordered to perform square pattern searches. 
then a Mariner flying boat took off from what is now known as Patrick Air Force at uh, Air Force Base at 7.27 p.m. Soon after, at 7.30 p.m., the plane called in and then was never heard of again. What happened to the Mariner search plane, Justina? At 9.15 p.m., a tanker in the Atlantic, the SS Gaines Mills, reported that it had seen an explosion with flames leaping about 100 feet in the air. Searches in the pools of oil and gasoline found no survivors. This was presumed to be a mid-air explosion. The official inquiry determined the loss of the search plane was due to an explosion. But why did the search plane explode? The official inquiry eventually determined that the loss of Flight 19 was cause unknown, after initially blaming Lieutenant Charles C. Taylor. Taylor's mother rightly pointed out that there were no bodies or wreckage to prove any evidence, so how could they blame anyone? If Flight 19 ditched in the ocean, could there have been survivors, Dad? Yes, Justina. Uh, Ditching in the ocean did not have to be fatal if help uh, was at hand. I looked up the Battle of Midway for an example, and a good percentage of aircraft carrier pilots who had the ditch were actually rescued. Also, you might think that some kind of debris would have been seen. Um, in the 1977 movie, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, which I saw at the movie theater, directed by Steven Spielberg, the Flight 19 crew were abduct- uh, crew- airmen were abductees returned by extraterrestrial beings. Also, sailors from the ship uh, Paxi were returned. In the movie, the ship ended up in the Gobi de- Desert, which is partly in China. The ship was on its way to Cuba from South Carolina, which when it apparently sunk. Sunk. The SS Cotopaxi, a cargo ship carrying coal, was lost with a crew of 32 in the Bermuda Triangle in 1925 during a tropical storm. A distress call said that the ship was listing and taking on water. It sounds like a tragic but explainable event, but something very strange in the air occurred almost 50 years ago. Could you tell, tell us about Bruce Gernon's experience, Justina? Yes, there was an incident that may have had similarities to Flight 19. Bruce Gurnham was a guest on the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell last year, and he talked about his experiences in December 1970. Bruce was flying in a small plane in the Bermuda Triangle and had some very strange and seemingly impossible experiences. Bruce has been on a lot of television and radio shows, so we will keep this long story short. He has also written books on the subject. Gurnan, his father, and a business associate, took off from Andros Town Airport in the Andros Islands in the Bahamas in a brand new Beechcraft Bonanza A36 aircraft. This was around 3 p.m. in the afternoon. They flew into a strange donut cloud formation, which Bruce later described as electronic fog. They were expecting clear weather. Bruce makes an interesting observations when compared to Flight 19, quote, saying, All of our electronic and magnetic navigational instruments were malfunctioning. The compass was slowly spinning, even as the aircraft flew straight. I contacted Miami and told them we are about 45 miles southeast of Bimini, heading east at 10,500 feet. The radar controller replied that he was unable to identify, identify us anywhere in that area. Dad, don't you recall something similar to Flight 19? Yes, Justine, I recall that Lieutenant Taylor reported that his two compasses were out. That's after the bad weather blew in. Getting back to the incident in 1970, after the small 
plane landed at Palm Beach, Goodham realized that the flight took just under 47 minutes. All three passengers, or pilot and passengers in the plane, had watches showing 3.48 p.m. In his account, he made a point of stating he flew in a straight line within the electronic fog. Apparently, the plane had traveled 250, 250 miles in 47 minutes. Gurdon stated that he hadn't ever made the same journey in less than 75 minutes, and this time it was a, by a more, in, a more uh, indirect route. The top speed of the Beechcraft Bonanza A36 aircraft is 206 miles per hour, with the normal cruising speed being 193 miles per hour. The average speed for the flight would have been 319 miles per hour, based on the, on, on the watches. Some time or time or distant displacement must have occurred for the reported flight time to be possible. Decades later, Gurnan conjectured that not seeing the ocean or landmarks during the trip meant that the electronic fog was traveling with the plane rather than the plane traveling through the fog. Electronic fog might be an explanation of what could have disoriented Flight 19 in 1945. But how could electronic fog be created and affect aircraft by moving them through space and time? Interestingly, no less than Charles Lindbergh in 1928 apparently encountered electronic, fly, uh, electronic fog when flying near Bimini. He didn't talk about it for 42 years. Um, what else should we mention, Justina? We can talk about the scale of all the losses. It is reported that at least 20 planes and 50 ships have gone missing in the Bermuda Triangle in the last 100 years. 1,000 people have died or disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle during that time. Many of the total were lost in March 1918 when the USS Cyclops that went down with a loss of over 300 crew and passengers. It was sailing from a Brazilian port to Baltimore. Apparently, one of, the, one of the two engines was not working and there was bad weather also. The ship had a cargo of magnesium ore, which was a new type of cargo for the ship. There is a theory that the cargo shifted, sinking the ship. So, at this time, we will be going into the questions soon, Dad, for the Psychic Insight. But I also want to mention to the listeners that are listening right now where they can find a way to contact us in our contact email and also, um, basically, the listening times. So, any listeners that are listening now that want to hear different shows or see a schedule or contact us can go to xzbn.net. And like I just mentioned, you can email us there. You can see times to listen. And as we mentioned in our first show, we wanted this to be a very interactive process. So, anyone who wants any feedback and wants to say anything to us, please contact us there. personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. 
This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. 
And before the break, we were talking about some information about the Bermuda Triangle and some of the disappearances and weird experiences. And Dad, are you ready to go into the psychic insight? Yes, what I'll do is uh, ask some questions um, and then get the insight as a response. And we'll go through all the questions and all the responses. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days. Days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now text grade to 323232 one time so are you ready justina i am all set did christopher columbus really see strange lights and see strange compass readings yes did atlantis actually exist as edgar casey suggested that it did yes atlantis existed and is well known by many psychics and experts in the paranormal fields and by many people, and, me, and many people believe in Atlantis, but do not admit that they believe in it. Where was Atlantis located? Was it located between the Gulf of Mexico and the Mediterranean? Yes, it was located there. So, were Edgar Casey's readings reliable? Yes, and you have to take into consideration that the land and the oceans shift. So the world used to look like a very different place. But according to real time now, where everything is, that location is correct. How many years did, ago did Atlantis disappear? So it was a very long time ago. And if you think about it in human years, it was actually towards the time that these ancient civilizations existed. So this was around 65,000 years ago. Did the population of Atlantis cause the disaster that destroyed Atlantis? It was the population in Atlantis that had corruption, where some people wanted to use the different technologies in Atlantis for not-so-good things. And there was also an outside influence where other ancient civilizations were also going through different issues. So it was a combination of internal and external events. If so, is ancient technology still working to destroy ships and planes in the Bermuda Triangle? It is not technology, but instead an energy field. So you can think of it even as a nuclear blast, where after the nuclear bomb goes off, there are different lasting effects. The same is true about Atlantis. There is lasting radiation that does not go away. So when Atlantis was destroyed... Everything Atlantis had to be destroyed, including the idea of technology, crystals, everything of it. So, to do this, a lot of energy had to be concentrated in this one area. So, to do this, 
there had to be a very powerful force which left lasting effects. Is Edgar Cayce correct in his readings that remnants of Atlantis have been found near the Bimini Islands? Yes. Was the disappearance of the lighthouse on the Bimini Islands due to natural causes or due to the influence of pyramids or crystals with special properties? It was the energy field. The energy field is also, you can say, amplified by different things. So that is why that most things are more advanced, like planes, boats, etc., actually interfere with the energy field even more. And that is why they are more affected. And also, the technology of Atlantis is not completely destroyed. So underneath the water, there are also different things, such as crystals and different parts that did not get completely destroyed, which can actually amplify this energy. The Crystal Pyramid, 6,500 feet below the ocean surface on the seafloor, were they built as part of Atlantis or built by another civilization? They were part of Atlantis, and you can think of them as kind of the power source. Why is the information about the Crystal Pyramid so muddled? This is again, as we discussed with the other pyramids, because different information is being hidden. It is also hard since the technology to study these different crystal pyramids is hard to use in the Bermuda Triangle. So because of this, even if someone decided to go and explore it, it would be a very difficult process. Did Flight 19 get into trouble because of pilot error? Or was it because electronic fog had the effect of moving the plane through space and time? Yes, this electronic fog, if you want to call it that, caused the issues. So it was the residual energy that affected the plane such that, plane, that the planes were moved through space and time? Yes, and you can think of it kind of in the terms of a magnetic field. You know how strongly magnetic fields affect technology if the magnets are large enough, or if the magnetic field created is large enough. So you can think of this like an energy field that is of magnetic strength times a thousand. So it is very strong and very affecting of technology. Why were no remains or debris found? Did the planes go to another dimension or were they abducted just like in the movie Close Encounters? They went to a different dimension. So this parallel dimension is somewhere where these planes went that we cannot see too much about. But you can think of it kind of as Back to the Future, the movie, where they traveled and went into a different place and time. And once the planes landed there, the people were obviously confused but alive. So you can think of this energy field as kind of opening a door. But again, it is affected by different technology of the planes. So the door does not just open randomly, but there has to be some sort of technology. So you can think of it as kind of in the aspect of a magnet and the compasses and those affecting each other. And this is causing the larger issue. What caused the search plane to blow up? Again, the magnetic field and the technology. So the energy that was given off from the sinking of Atlantis is very, you can say, unpredictable. So depending on the type of plane, the technology present, everything present within the plane 
different things occur. Is the electronic fog a time space, time space vortex? Yes. What causes the electronic fog to appear? So it has to be the right conditions. This is why the Bermuda Triangle does not always have issues. So this is why it's hard to comprehend for most people. But if you think about Atlantis and how it was built, it was built out of many different crystals. And you can think of it kind of like a pool of energy. So when it was sunk, all this energy had to go someplace. And instead of seeing completely in the water, it went up into the area around it. So this field is basically there. And depending on what enters this field, different things may happen. So if a bird flies over the field, the bird will be just fine since a magnetic field will not really interfere. The bird may get lost and confused, but it will leave unharmed. However, when you put different metal, compounds, gasoline, different things into the energy, different reactions occur. So you can think of this as the right different chemicals to go into a reaction. Why does the electronic fog appear? So again, the conditions have to be right. And as you know, energy has to go somewhere. So you can think of it even in this perspective. That when you know when you are negative to someone, there is negative energy left behind. When you are positive, there is positive energy left behind. So when Atlantis was sunk, there was both positive and negative energy. And this energy is more spontaneous about when it will appear or not. And again, the right conditions have to be present. Did Bruce Gurnon experience the same type of electronic fog that affected Flight 19? Yes. Bruce Gurnon kept flying straight. Did that help him ex escape? Yes. So the worst thing you can do in this fog is to get panicked and basically take large maneuvers. So just holding on to one direction is very helpful. You can think of it again as a magnetic field. So if you are lost in a forest, you are told to always go towards one pole on the earth. So basically they did the same thing so they could make it out. There's also some other information that is hard to describe with a whole vortex that goes to different dimensions where these dimensions are lined up differently compared to the earth. So if you fly one way, you will be flying directly into this other dimension. While if you fly in a different way, you will be heading away from it. What causes ships to disappear? Is it the electronic fog or some other cause? It can be described as electronic fog. So the same thing as planes. And as you know, that the ships also have different technology, which again interferes with this field. The USS Cyclops and the other ship, the SS uh, Cotopaxi, were they sunk by the electronic fog? Yes, both were sunk by this. Are there other losses in the Bermuda Triangle that we never hear about? Yes, all the time. And again, it's very hard to study since every time someone goes there to study in detail, something happens to them. So it is safer to not to just let this energy not fully go away, but disappear some so that the researchers do not put their lives in danger. So 
let's say something went into the ocean with a small rowboat, they would be fine. But again, the ocean waves will be too large for them to handle, but the field would not affect them. So right now, it's hard to get any solid information about this area. The powers that be understand that there is a real effect, but avoid in investigating it too fully. Is that true? Yes. And again, it could provide more information about different energy fields and dimensions, which they are obviously not uncovering to the general public. So if you take, for example, someone who is in physics, they could go and study the physics. But again, this will be dangerous for one. And two, the powers that be, as you call them, do not want everyone to exactly know this information. Was Steven Spielberg's movie, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, intended to get the public away from the truth of the Bermuda Triangle? Yes. Wow, that's a lot to take in. Um, what do you think so far, Justina, about the psychic insight? I think there's a lot of information there. And I think that we kind of have to break down the information since there's so many different situations of planes and ships and different even lives lost in the Bermuda Triangle. So there seems to be a lot going on here and also with the mention of Atlantis. What do you think, Dad? Well, I, I must admit that um, the reality of Atlantis is is, is kind of, um, kind of a, a bit of a shock because you... You talk about Atlantis and, and lots of people talk about Atlantis and uh, you sort of assume it might be real. But to talk about it like it, it is real or was real and, and has its after effects, that's pretty mind blowing. So uh, I guess in the next segment, we'll be able to talk more in detail about these uh, all these aspects and break it down a little bit. Yes. And let's just remind the listeners again, if they want to contact us or see any listening times or anything like that. They can go to xcbn.net and like dad mentioned, we'll continue with the discussion of Atlantis, which came up and the Bermuda Triangle and discuss the psychic insight a little bit more after this break. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. So before the break, we just got a lot of psychic insight. And let's break down the psychic insight a little bit more. Dad, do you want to go through this? Yes. uh, Let's just summarize um, all that we discussed uh, before. Um, 
And the first thing I guess to note was that uh, um, Edgar Casey's readings were pretty much echoed by the Psychic Insight, but just take a few items in a list. Um, the Bermuda Triangle is real. Ships and planes can be affected by an energy field that behaves like a very strong magnetic field. Um, Christopher Columbus and Charles Lindbergh, not at the same time, obviously, both had strange, strange observations associated with the Bermuda Triangle. The energy field or electronic fog is a legacy of the destruction of Atlantis. Um, um, I don't want to restate the psychic insight, but uh, it talked about energy not being destroyed completely. Um, the energy field is the electronic fog that Bruce Gurnan referred to in his first-hand account in from 1970. The electronic fog is a time-space vortex. Sounds terribly like Star Trek, but uh, um, Bruce Gurnan, at least, uh, pretty much measured that his plane moves through space um, and, and time. Uh, Flight 19 disappeared due to the energy field or electronic fog into another dimension. The search plane exploded in midair due to the energy field or the electronic fog, as it might be termed. Uh, the Flight 19 inquiry had no evidence to go on besides the report of the explosion of the search plane, so could offer n no real uh, meaningful explanation. The, the ship's USS Cyclops and the SS Cotopaxi were both sunk as a result of the electronic fog. The effect of the electronic fog or energy field appears to be random depending on the technology of the, of the object in the Bermuda Triangle and other factors. There are other losses in the Bermuda Triangle that we don't get to hear about. What do you think about the Bermuda Triangle being real, Justina? You chose a topic. I guess if you didn't believe there was something paranormal occurring, you would have chose something else. Well, before we discuss that a little bit more in detail, if these were happy events, is the explanation too good to be true? Well, I guess that depends on what you're prepared to believe. Um, do you want to continue your thoughts, Justina? Yes. There always seemed to be something very strange and even weird about the Bermuda Triangle. There are so many strange stories. I was delighted that a survivor could give detailed accounts on events that changed his life. Bruce Gurnham had an incredible story to relate. I am amazed that relatively few people seem to have heard about the events in 1970. This was obviously before my time. I mean, I wasn't even born yet, so <laughs> that's a factor here, but not before yours, Dad. What do you think, having not chosen the topic? Well, I remember seeing a documentary about Flight, Flight 19 in prime time on a major TV television network, and uh, I was in kind of disbelief watching it. Uh, you don't become a Navy pilot by not being uh, very smart and, and being re resourceful. Uh, the flight leader was a World War II veteran. He had to know navigation well enough to have survived the war. Um, the idea that every single one of the airmen got, got lost on a routine training mission doesn't seem to make sense or not finding any traces of them. Uh, Christopher Columbus and Charles Lindbergh both reported strange behavior. Um, I was surprised by uh, the Charles Lindbergh um, uh, reference because I'd heard about Christopher Columbus, but uh, Charles Lindbergh talking about it a few years before he died was something new. 
Um, Columbus put his observations in his log or journal, what he had at the time. And um, Lindbergh, as I mentioned, kept quiet about it until shortly before he died. Presumably, Lindbergh didn't want to be ridiculed. He had enough going on with his child's kidnapping and so forth, as it was. But uh, what about the connection with Atlantis, Justina? Well, when Atlantis first came up, I have to be honest, and the only thing I could think of was the Disney movie Atlantis and how Atlantis was sunk under the sea. And basically, that's what first came to mind. But I also love that the psychic insight was consistent with Edgar Casey's readings. And as we mentioned before, so many people know about Edgar Casey, and he's obviously very, very famous even today. And Atlantis was destroyed supposedly about 65,000 years ago, rather than 11,000 years ago, as documented by Plato. This is based on the psychic insight. I think that it had been 11,000 years ago, there would be more evidence, and you would think there would be more documentation. As we mentioned, Christopher Columbus actually had journals and logs of the information, and throughout time with humans, we tend to try to record things. So I think that if it was recent, then we would have had a lot more records about Atlantis actually existing. What do you think about discussing Atlantis as it's certainly that it existed, Dad? Well, I, I guess I'm taking it on board that Atlantis did exist. And it's, uh, it's interesting that the Bimini Road was reported as being created naturally, being only a few thousand years old. Um, Edgar Cayce alluded to the fact that that was remnants of Atlantis. Uh, that, along with the Close Encounters movie, seems focused at not making the truth more well-known. I like the way that the Psychic Insight dealt with continental drift. Um, the, the Psychic Insights mentioned that the, um, uh, the, the planet doesn't look 65,000 years ago was different than it looks now. So continental drift or plate tectonics, I think it's called, uh, um, we, we certainly would have, we see something different now. So uh, based on um, um, Atlantis being between the Gulf of Mexico and the Mediterranean now, it probably had a different situation 65,000 years ago relative to other land masses. So that's interesting as well. Um, but what about Atlantis before it was destroyed? A lot, about, a lot of people talk about a lost civilization of Atlantis, uh, but I'm not sure how many people actually believe, like I'm beginning to, that Atlantis existed now it's really funny and this sounds really odd but growing up in england there was a famous television cooking show presenter called fanny craddock uh she was eccentric even on camera and i'm i'm, I'm understating that she was really eccentric and kind of um, a national treasure i would say um she wrote books and she wouldn't take any royalties for books on the subject of atlantis um, because the, she said the content was channeled from someone from many years ago in the past. So I guess she felt it wasn't her original content. Um, maybe we can think about a show just on the subject of every li day life in Atlantis, but finding, book, but finding books about Atlantis and those from, written by Fanny Craddock might be a challenge. Um, maybe you should mention that we're open to ideas for new, new shows. Yes, so as I mentioned before, you can always go to xz, so that's xzbn.net, to email us and see our times to listen. And we're open to any and all suggestions. So if you have a subject and you think it's too good to be true, as our show name suggests, 
let us know and we can look at the subject. We'll research it a little and then dad will have the questions and we'll get some psychic insight on those questions. And we have no idea what answers are going to come out of this little research. We are just as excited as the listeners to find out what spirit has to say. And today, which is pretty amazing, through the psychic insight, we have learned that Atlantis really existed and that the Bermuda Triangle is real. And none of us had to pay any tuition to hear this. No, I think uh, if we were in a college and the professor stood up and uh, started um, a lecture on the Bermuda Triangle and its connection with Atlantis, then maybe the tenure might be taken away. So (laughs) (laughs) so anyway... Um, we got a few minutes here, a few moments, and um, maybe we can talk a little bit more about Bruce Gurnon. Um, he wrote a book called The Fog, and from his website, he has the following description. Um, Gurnon's exciting new theory of the Bermuda Triangle is based on his first-hand experiences, reports of other survivors, and scientific research. The notorious Bermuda Triangle hasn't given up all its secrets. The fog explores the triangle's connection to UFOs, a secret Navy base on Andros Island, and a possible link to vanished ancient civilization. Uh, I should say this is not meant to be a commercial for Bruce Gurnon. It's just mm-hmm. uh, very interesting. Uh, we didn't research or discover, discover anything about UFOs or a secret naval base on the Andros Islands, so there seems yet more to talk about. How do you hide away a naval base on small islands? What do UFOs have to do with the Bermuda Triangle? Um, We didn't get into UFOs uh, associated with the Bermuda Triangle. I don't know if there is any association. These may be topics for another show. What do you think, Justina? I think the other topic that kind of came up in the Psychic Insight is about using the example of magnets and magnetic fields. And I know there's been some discussion in the scientific community about animals and how animals are actually migrating differently And based on what researchers have found, animals actually migrate based on magnetic fields or different field lines. So there has been theories that birds migrate and they follow the different lines of magnetic fields or some kind of different field to be able to actually migrate from wherever they're going from a cold place to a warm place. So I think another show we could possibly talk about, too, is about magnetic fields and the poles of the Earth and the different shifts in these. And going back to the UFOs, I mean, talking about UFOs opens up so many different examples and topics and even maybe relation to the naval bases and different bases of the government around the world. Yeah, I love the um, the psychic insight on the birds, uh, the bird going in the strong magnetic field in the Bermuda Triangle and and being a little bit confused but not hurt. Um, I believe in the in the animal's brain, there's some kind of small uh, part of it that has some kind of sensor to the Earth's magnetic field. But uh, I could be all wet and that and completely wrong. But uh, I thought that was interesting. And talking about magnetic fields and pole shifts, wow, that's a whole subject in itself. Lots of researchers have talked about pole shifts. So there we are. <laughs> 